Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. What these young bloods have to understand, that this game has always been and will always be about buckets. Just attack the basket. What's good, my people? Welcome in the Buckets Action Network's NBA Daily Betting Podcast. We're in the workshop. Sean Little filling in for Matt Moore. If it's the Tuesday Buckets episode, you already know who's on here. AC Analytics Capper, of course, and J Money is Money, Mr. Let's Cash himself. AC, how you feeling? I'm feeling good, man. You and I were talking about this offline. Jay and I align on a lot of plays tomorrow night. I feel good. I feel good. Jay Money is money. How are we feeling? Hey, feeling good, man. Coming off a nice day, just trying to keep it going. You see what I'm saying? I always say it doesn't matter coming off a nice day. You got to keep it going the next day. So uh, let's get this cash. Six games on the Tuesday NBA slate. AC Analytics Capper, kick it off. What are you looking at for the Tuesday slate? I love this spot for the Atlanta Hawks. They're playing at home against Cleveland. They're getting plus one and a half. Some books have it at plus one, but I think they win outright. And J Money is money. You looking at something very similar. Yeah. So I guess to be a little bit different, I'll go ahead and take Hawks on the money line, plus 105, just to be a little different, but it's the same play. And I also like them first quarter as well. The money, the uh, line isn't out yet, but it should be somewhere plus a half in the morning. I don't care. Uh, give me Hawks minus whatever in the first quarter. Yeah. Hawks taking on the Cavaliers. AC, kick us off. Why do you like the Hawks here in this spot? Yeah, this is a great buy low spot. Uh, they played against Memphis a couple nights ago. They lost by four. Um, it was kind of a bad beat for those who were on the Hawks that game. They fouled uh, Memphis, and they uh, the Grizzly hit, hit one of two free throws at the end to actually get the cover there. But this head-to-head matchup, Atlanta has dominated. I think they've covered six, maybe five of the last, last six games. Um, it's also the Atlanta night nightlife spot on Tuesday night, right? So, I mean, it's a really good spot. Cleveland's come in hot. Four games in a four game winning streak, so it's a it's a good time to to not really fade that, but find an opportunity to to kind of go against it there. So I like the Hawks, man. I think they are getting ready for for the playoffs too. So give me the Hawks. Yeah, it's interesting because we know Cleveland is a defense first squad, but that defense takes a little dip when they go on the road. Goes up nearly mm-hmm. six points to one twelve and a half when they do take it on the road, and they'll be in Atlanta. All right, J-Money is money. You feel the same way. Break it down for me. 
Yeah, and honestly, I like I I hope that Jared Allen doesn't play in this game. I don't I never make a play based off an injury, but with him listed as questionable with a groin injury, um, I've strained both of my groins. It's not something that you really can even really run with, in my opinion. I mean, you really even struggle to walk. Um, obviously, I mean, if that is if, if it's an actual uh groin injury, but regards to that, I feel like even if he plays here, man, I like the Hawks here. They're one game under five hundred. They have a lot more to fight for in this one. They're four and zero at the house. Their last four versus the uh, Cavs in this one. They're also five and two ATS. Uh, last seven um, versus the Cavs as well and already beaten them one time this season as well February 24th they did catch the Cavs on a back-to-back -back in that one but I also like the Hawks in here in the first quarter as well um, they're five and one ATS in their last six games in the first quarter and the Cavs as well they're only one in three um, when when heading when coming from home heading out on the road they're one in three ATS in that first quarter so I like the Hawks here early and often like I said would really help if Jared Allen is not in this game but even if he does play um, I still like the Hawks in this one i do think i like the some pieces off the bench as well a little bit of matchup so uh and they've been alternating wins and losses as well they hadn't lost lost back-to-back -back games uh, in the last seven games so in in my opinion this is somewhat of a must-win type of spot for the hawks here um on the last game of this homestand they have everything to fight for where the Cavs are somewhat kind of cemented into that fourth seed um and now they, they technically could catch the sixers but i don't think it's going to happen they're three back in the loss column give me the hawks here first quarter in full game if I could jump in really quick, I fully agree with Jay. Uh, they're already entrenched in that fourth spot. They're five games up on the Knicks. They play the Knicks, I believe, on on Thursday night. So that's probably a bigger game for them, to be honest. If they were to get up for a game out of these two, it would be against the Knicks. And then we know that the Hawks, with their new coach, Quinn Snyder, um, they just play really well after a loss. I have the, the numbers here. They are 5-1 and one against the spread after losing uh, against the spread in the previous game. So they bounced back really well. It's one of those seesaw teams similar to the Mavs. They'll win one, lose one, win one, lose one. So I think the pattern holds true here with Atlanta. Last time the Atlanta Hawks hosted the Cavaliers, a great defensive team, they put up 136 on them. So there, there's no doubt that it's a potential spot where, you know, Offensively, the Hawks have had success and they do have everything to play for. Now, let me ask you this is because I agree. I do like the spot on the bounce back and they are looking ahead to that Knicks clash. It's on Friday. They're 0-2 against the Knicks. The Cleveland Cavaliers are as well this year. They The Knicks covered the spread in both games. Both games were grinders, but the Knicks grinded them out, and ended up getting the W. I think they could be looking ahead to that matchup on Friday against the Knicks and that potential playoff slot, that four versus five um, is 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 the potential playoff. It's, it's, it's almost like a preview into that yeah. first round. They'll be ready for that matchup. All right, let's uh, – Jay, we were we were talking about uh, Orlando in, in that spot before we got in. Talk to me about your your leaning that way or something we haven't we haven't we haven't put out an official play on yet, but you were talking about that matchup coming into Tuesday. Yeah, heavily leaning to the Magic here, guys. I don't know if you guys have noticed, but this team is playing really well. I actually bet against them on Sunday and got my money took as well. So uh, I'm still a little salty from there, but still, the Magic have been playing really well. I'm talking about three and one straight up last uh, four games, six and zero oh against the spread last six, and that's including going on a road trip as well um, versus both LA teams, the Suns, um, obviously the Spurs. Well, I, now I can't say that was a bad loss to the Spurs. They lost that one by 18, but since then they covered every single spread and still seven and one eight. 
ATS last eight as well. This Magic's team has been playing some really good ball. You look at the other side of the island, always look at uh, both sides of the, of the spectrum, right? You got the Grizzlies here coming in red hot. John Morant is doubtful in this one, but it's the first game of a back-to-back. -back. They play the Clippers um, the next night, so this is a possibly a look-ahead spot for the Grizzlies. I know they ball out at the house, but with them resting jaw in this one, it kind of tells me even more that they're looking ahead to the huge matchup versus the Clippers. Like I said, they have revenge in that way. I know they've won six straight, but I have a sneaky feeling that the Magic can keep this one with the number. I mean, if not, Shockerman with an outright win. This team is playing together. They got some dogs over there. Franz Wagner. You got Jalen Suggs came back with, uh, he came back off an of absence score, 16 points. Markel Fultz is playing out of his mind right now. Cole Anthony can give you 15 to 20 off the bench. So this Magic team is really deep. They have the size to contend with these guys with Jaron Jackson Jr. down low. Um, and this could also be a game where Jaron Jackson Jr. gets into foul trouble as well. And then I don't think that's going to uh, spill well for a Grizzlies team on the first night of a back-to-back. -back. I'm, I'm kind of like, I'm, well, it's not kind of, I like the Magic here, plus the seven and a half. I think it's the right side in this game. AC, uh, Paulo Bancaro retweeted, quote tweeted um, a quote that said the, the Magic are 27 and 23 in their last 50. Bancaro retweeted it and quote tweeted it and said, they think we're tanking. Are you <laughs> feeling the same way as uh, Jay Money with how the Orlando Magic have been playing? I, I don't know why he re retweeted that because I think everybody in the NBA knows they're not trying to tank. They, they're they trying to win these games. They actually tried really hard to make the playoffs. They're going to fall short. I think they're four and a half, five games outside of the 10 spot. They can, maybe they run the table and, and get in. But I agree with Jay, man. Like this is an Orlando spot. This could be uh, one of those Jay money specials where – they hit first quarter, first half, and then the game might be a little close. But I think that I think the Grizzlies are going to come out and take the magic lightly in this game. It's also a, a good regression spot for the Grizzlies. They hit 25 and 13 threes in their last two games. That's not sustainable. So uh, maybe they take them lightly and then actually turn it up in the second half to cover. But um, I do like Orlando early in this game. Yeah, I like it. I like their whole squad. Their their roster construction oh. is a lot of fun. I'm looking forward to them getting better and better as the years as the years roll on. The other interesting spot on the slate, at least in my opinion, was Raptors hosting the Heat. Currently minus three. I can't figure out the Raptors. One night they want to play. The next night it seems like they don't. They've kind of been doing that all year. Heat potentially desperate, but they look like they're solidified in their playoff slot as well. Any thoughts on that matchup? Yeah, I'll go first here. Uh, I'm. It's crazy because this is actually the other game that I feel like I somewhat have a strong feel on. Not sure if I'm going to get there with the Heat, but the Heat plus three is the only way I could look in this one. This is the fourth and final matchup of the season. The Heat are only one and two versus the Raptors in this one. So they've lost the last couple. So you could argue this is a double revenge spot for the Heat. They're coming off a horrible loss um, in that one versus the um, versus, who did they play in the last game? They're coming off a horrible loss versus the Brooklyn Nets. They got smoked in that game. Yeah. They lost yep. the game by 30 points. Um, and the Heat actually we're kind of uh, starting to get a little momentum now their offense is picked up the defense is really dropped but this i just kind of feel like this is a game where the raptors will i mean they have a big game versus philly on deck right they hit this the last game of a homestand before they head out on the road like you said the raptors are very inconsistent so um i would be a bit surprised jimmy buller rally the guys um and say hey look let's go and get this win on national tv i could only look towards the heat here plus the three and i'm i actually lean that way pretty heavily an interesting number ac before you hop in is this year, straight up, as an underdog, the Heat are five and fourteen. Mm -hmm. Now the Raptors are not much better; they're ten and twenty as an underdog. But what um they're the favorite here. 
in this spot at home where they're 27 and 18 straight up, 26, 18 and one to the over as well. Yeah, I mean, for me, so I don't disagree with what Jay said, but at the same time, I don't agree with with the heat because honestly, I think it's a heat play every single play. Like if you look at the line, look at, look at the matchups, they should be covering all these games. But there are a reason, there's a big reason why they're the worst covering team in the NBA, right? And you expect that to turn. They so much talent on that team, great coaching on that team, good defense on that team, and. I've I've just been like screwed over by this team all season long because I read it the same way Jay read it. Like plus three in Toronto. Toronto's been playing hot. Miami just got blown out by 30 and they're only three point dogs. It's a Miami screamer. I just can't get there. Like maybe they're a playoff team. Maybe they'll cover in the playoffs, but right now I'm just not going to touch them. Yeah, both of this, those are probably the two most volatile teams in the East. If you could throw the Bulls in there, of course, the most polarizing team on I think Earth. The, what- one more thing, guys. I think the Heat have the much better bench in this. I'm really worried about their Raptors bench. They're banged up. I know Scotty Barnes came back the last game. Pressure Chua came back, but he only played like five minutes. I'm I'm start I'm really worried about the Raptors depth. They're their top their uh starting five can match up with the best of them, in my opinion. But um the when the bench comes in, let me just say that's when the runs, that's when the Raptors give up the runs. So um they better play their starters 40 minutes in this one if they want to win this game. Uh, we're going to leave it there. To recap, AC's on the Hawks plus one and a half. Jay's also on the Hawks plus one and a half. And the Hawks first quarter, depending on what that number is out there. But you can follow him on the Action Network at, at JMoneyIsMoney. You can follow AC as well, myself as well, at Chicago Flow across the board on Twitter as well. I know I don't even have to ask the fellas this. I know we can agree on this. Look to fade the Portland Trailblazers the rest of the year. They're <laughs> going to continue to lose by 30-plus every night. That that whole situation, Dame is completely being shut down. We know, the, we know the story there, but we want to talk about the magic, not shutting it down and playing hard throughout the rest of the, the season here. It's the exact opposite for the Portland Trailblazers. For AC Analytics Capper, for J Money is Money, I am your host, Sean Little. Shout out to our guys over at FanDuel for always holding us down. Always remember, get buckets, baby. Action Network reminds you, please gamble responsibly. If you or someone you care about has a gambling problem, help is available 24-7 at 1-800-GAMBLER.